0: You're listening to Wait on Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single. Understand the fear of being alone and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey, this is your host, Tracy Noel, and I am back with another episode of Wait on Purpose. And this is a podcast about overcoming emotional discomfort with being single, understanding our fear of being alone, and transforming it to self-love and self-care while we celebrate this season of singleness with joy, passion, and purpose. So ladies, just imagine how different... Relationships will evolve, or just how different the dynamics of our relationships would be if there were limited baggage and insecurities brought to the table when we sit down with someone else. Um, just imagine if we brought our own plates and our own chairs. hell, imagine if we brought our own table to relationships and can you just see yourself going into a relationship whole and secure in who you are, having strong foundations and your self-love and development and finances and your relationship with God? Like, can you see that? I can. And so I think when this happens, it it opens up a space for both men and women to connect um, just on a deeper level. And And what do I mean by that? I really noticed that a lot of relationships are very shallow nowadays. I mean they are like extremely surface level um, and i 've noticed this even in my last relationships and I, and I feel like men are not allowed um, to be vulnerable um, they 're just not allowed to be a, to be um, vulnerable, and we are not having those deep soul connecting conversations. Uh, with our men. And one thing I know we need as women, when it comes to men, is their presence. And in my opinion, a man can't be present in a situation that he doesn't feel comfortable or safe or vulnerable in, because I know that's how we feel as women. So I don't know. I thought it would be really dope to uh, bring and connect with men on this podcast as well as, you know, women who are stepping boldly in their singleness. I thought it would be cool to bring men on as well. I mean, because I want to learn and I want to connect with them. And, like, I love the man species. Like, (laughs) men are so dope and we are so different and how we approach life and relationships. And I think that needs to be embraced like those differences and needs to be celebrated and appreciated and discussed among us. So I connected with some brothers who I feel are, um, you know, building their kingdom with the stones that's thrown at them by society. And they are shattering the myths and images associated with black men that, Depict them as failures or antagonists of you know this plot that we have going on. And overall, I just feel they are changing the narrative, and it's extremely refreshing to witness. And so these are men whose opinions and perspectives that I respect. Um, I have connected with CEOs and entrepreneurs and authors and. Thought leaders and hardworking men, homeowners, fathers, leaders in their community. I mean, men with 700 and higher credit scores. I mean, these are some good men that I'm talking to. And they are definitely optimizing their season of singleness as well. So my next guest I actually met at work um and i've known him from some, for some years and during those years um he has been like extremely reserved like he's a hard worker everybody come to him for advice um very professional just very pleasant funny to be around at for the most part but there's like this mystery to him and i've always wanted to connect with him more and not necessarily on a romantic level but i mean i think he's pretty dope um so Daniel uh, Densler is the youngest of four children who grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago in a small neighborhood called Phoenix. And his family didn't have much growing up, but they always made it work. Um, and within this big family, he was one of the few to graduate high school, but he was actually the only man to graduate college. And he earned his bachelor's from Columbia College, Chicago in art, entertainment, and media management with a focus in business or music business. I'm sorry. And so Daniel has a love for music and he is still growing towards a career working in the music industry. So I would like to welcome Daniel. How are you doing, love?
1: I am doing great. And uh, I just want to say that that was a very, very good introduction. I am even more excited about this than when we started. I,
0: yeah, see, and so, but I would like to start this off by asking you, um, like, what are you celebrating at this moment of your life? Like, what are you proud of that you can share with me today?
1: Um, at this moment in my life, um, I'm really happy just about my uh growth as a person in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, over the past couple of years. Um, I've just become just more aware of things and people around me, um, and just how my previous ways of looking at those and my previous ways of thinking about them, uh, in regards to myself have been for lack of a better word, so terrible. Um, so now just like at a point in my life where I'm just like a lot more self-reflective Um, about those previous, uh, thoughts that I used to have about people, religion, sexual orientation, uh, women, uh, relationships, all of those things, um, just life in general. Um, so I'm just, I'm really happy about, uh, who I've started to become. I don't feel like I'm I'm finished yet, but I am growing in a direction that I'm happy about.
0: For sure. And I'm celebrating that with you. Growth. Although it's hard and and it can be really really dark and you know just ugh it's it's a beautiful thing like growth and yeah. development is a beautiful thing so for sure thanks for sharing that with me um so you know I had you choose three random topics um mm-hmm. that I feel will elicit deep conversation between us and like most of these topics were what women share with me in regards to what we need to learn and talk about with the opposite sex and some of them are just a few that i threw in that i'm kind of curious about but your first topic that you chose was um intimacy um and sex so i don't know many women feel like that all men like just really want sex um and and i don't know about every woman or every woman but like, I do feel like, okay, no matter how a man plays it, no matter what his approach, whether uh, he whines and dines you in the beginning, or, you know, talk on the phone for hours, or send those uh, good morning, beautiful text messages every day, <laughs> or, um, you know, even if he plays hard to get, I think it's all like a secret tactic to uh, GTD, right? You know, that's the late timing. <laughs> for Martin would say, get those draws. So. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, I mean, so is that like, so what, what is the deal with men and, and sex and intimacy? Um, like, like, what is your perspective on that? Is is that the, is that the, the goal, the ultimate goal for men when, when they're approaching women?
1: Um, so I, I like, I'll, let me step back a little bit further to what you said, just because I do, I like to make these type of uh, comments um, before speaking in general, in regards to men, Mm -hmm. um, especially with, with sex is like, it's yes, like uh, all men do like all people enjoy sex. It's an enjoyable act across the board for everybody. Um, when it is a consensual thing. Um, so like there is like a narrative of like all men wanted sex and that is true in some cases, but there are also cases where women, also, are just as eager and just as to the point about that as well. Um, and I do, I believe that, like, that is a, a conversation that we as people need to have more of so that we can just become get a better understanding across the board. Uh, but in regards to this particular topic and men and sex, I, I would say it more so depends on that man and at what point he is in his life. Mm do all men want sex at some point? Of course. Like that's 100% without a doubt I would never argue against that. Um but obviously the younger the man, the less mature he is. Um so those are the guys that you do find when they go out at night, like that's only thing they focused on. Like I want to go out, I want to meet a girl, I want to take her home or I want to go home with her and I want to have sex. Or When they sliding in a girl DMs, they're not there just to give her compliments. They're there with an objective. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like dating apps with Tinder and stuff like that. So yes, men, the younger the man, the less mature the man, that's all they care about. I don't say all they care about, but that is a majority of what they care about uh, when dealing with women. It's not very often younger points in your life do you find men where younger men where they're just like you know what i want to get a good woman i want to settle down and i want to start laying the foundation for a family unfortunately some men think like that I, I have met some um but a majority those type of things just aren't crossing their minds when they're in their teens or the young uh, early 20s mid-20s stuff like that <laughs> um Typically, in my experience, with like I, with myself and just with the men that um, I'm closest to, like those conversations usually don't start until like your late twenties, early thirties, where you reach a point in your life where it's like, I need a career, like I need my own house, I need certain things. So you want to reach certain milestones in your life, and in order to get to those milestones, you realize like, man, I just need a good woman by my side to. Help me through that transition
0: right now you did mention that and that's good um and I can understand that I I think um so my thing is and I want to ask you two questions the first one is why not make that known in the beginning like okay look girl I just want to hit it look I don't care about nothing else are you going to give me the draws if not I'm going to keep it moving and just put that out on the table. Um, and then my second question is, do a man um, consider other things as intimate, like conversations on the phone or just kind of laying up watching movies and TV? Like like what other um, things can a man um, equate with intimacy other than sex? Because for women, sex is a very emotional type of thing. So, um, typically we have to be emotionally invested in a man to even like, typically, I know there are some women who don't care. They would, they would, they would, um, <laughs> did you hear that?
1: I caught it. <laughs>
0: they would, um, you know, they'll jump on an opportunity to just keep it casual. Um, but majority of women, like you said, who are older um, and trying to reach these milestones, you know, um, they want a more emotional um, connection before um, giving themselves to a, a man because, you know, it's a very, um, to me, intimate Act and it's very emotional And you got soul ties involved So it's, it's it's a lot going on with that So without me blabbing too much First off, why <laughs> are you guys not um, Up front with it, you know Just say I'm just trying to, you know I'm trying to hit And that's it And we can see where it goes from there But that's really what my objective is
1: Well um, To answer that It's basically like if you the male the the male ego is a very very sensitive thing like a lot of men will will won't admit to it um because we live in a culture where it's like men are taught to always be a man and never um like admit weakness Mm -hmm. um and to admit that they like they have a fragile ego um like that's kind of i feel like a lot of men look at that as then the moment that I let a woman know that is the moment that she'll prey on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are women that prey on those types of situations, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and the thing is like a, a man could hear about that, that actually happening one time and then they'll just hold on to it going forward. Like a friend could have been like, man, this girl did this to me. And now, all of his friends that he told about it, they're thinking about that every time they go into a situation with the woman and they're like, you know what? Yeah, I ain't, I'm never going to divulge that information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but like I was saying like this, this, the men have a very fragile ego as as people do in general, but men, it's, it is, they never want to admit it, but it is. Um, and then also um, on top of that, um, just culturally and just in, as this, society and the world as a whole um, men have always been well women has always been portrayed um, to men to a certain extent as like um, just sexual objects like I want to have sex and you are supposed to provide that to me right and when a man has that in his mind and he knows he he knows that like yeah I just want to have sex with her but he knows that if he goes to her and he just says that out the gate there's a chance there's a very good chance that she's going to be like oh hell no nah. <laughs> and then that goes back then he reverts back to protecting that male ego so instead of being upfront, he's going to finesse his way into the situation right you know in the hopes of still getting what he wants protecting his male ego um and then also if it does translate into something he wants more, he has that ace in his back pocket. Exactly. So, so he's trying to get every, he's trying to get this cake. You know, what is the, the saying? Like, uh,
0: cake and eat it too.
1: Yeah. Like he's trying to do that. Um, basically. Um, and he's unfortunately just going about it in the worst possible way.
0: Well, I mean, I, I won't call it the worst possible way. I mean, like you said, Finessing and um, and sometimes I feel like it's in, in most cases it's to also um, protect the woman's ego too you know don't want her to feel like she's just an object, um, and like you said, he don't know where it might go through you know he might be really attracted to this woman, and you know the sexual chemistry is there, but he may want something more, so you know it's a possibility that he try to protect her ego too and her feelings too and not make her feel like look, a whole am i correct yeah that, and i
1: mean and i think that, that that is um that is the case in in some circumstances um but unfortunately <laughs> yeah it's, it's in some but because i like i prefer to look at it as um you got to think like i feel like a lot of people only think about like the uh the effects of their actions in more of an immediate sense Mm -hmm. of like how is she going to react right now in this moment right instead of thinking more so long term yeah so like i could lie to her now make her feel like more of a respectable woman but in three or four months she's eventually she's going to realize that i'm an asshole And now, instead of her having to deal with that immediately up front, now she has to look back and think about the past three to four months where he has actually been lying to her, finessing her for this extended amount of time. And now she's going to feel like, God, I'm stupid. How did I not realize this? How did I not see these red flags and stuff like that? So like, he is trying to protect her in that moment. But long term, you're doing more damage than... You could have done it if you just would have like I said been up front at the at the jump and told her what it was like she probably would have been offended offended when you first told her like yeah I'm just trying to have sex but she would have been able to deal with that immediately and get past it now she has all this extra baggage that she has to deal with
0: exactly and my thing is like when we do come to that point two or three months later down the line, we felt, you know, find out he's an asshole. We have already become emotionally attached. And so now it's even harder to pull away from someone that we have this emotional attached to. Yeah. Um, but and that's why I say it's really important to have these conversations, you know, we understand like like this is my thing. I was talking to a friend the other day and I'm like, okay, well, do men Um, I mean, you guys buy the nice cars, you guys buy the chains and the jewelry and all of the nice clothes. And like, are you guys trying to put the image out that you have money? So if a woman is playing you or only interested in your money, then, you know, is that fair game if that's what you're trying to portray? Um, So I mean, some women we want to, you know, we come off as sexy, you know, we we, we say we do it for other women, but we want to look and feel and be admired by a man too. So depending on her maturity level, if a man, if we have these deep conversations, don't have to be really deep where you're crying, telling your life story on the first conversation, (laughs) but just, you know, look on some real, you know, I really want to see where this go. I'm interested in you, but look, I'm really sexually attracted to you. And, uh, you know, woo, woo. Then I think that would give us a choice to say, okay, no. I'm not really into that or yeah, let's, you know, let's see where this go. I'm sexually attracted to you too. That's why I gave you my number.
1: Yeah. Um, And, and like, and also too, like the, the idea of, you know, like who we decide to portray ourselves as on the surface, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, like there are like guys out there who, you know, like they're going to go out and try to buy the most expensive cars with the shiny rims and they're going to buy the most expensive clothes and you see them always spending money and flashing money. So, like, I I hate the narrative that, like, some people have that, like, when a guy does that, it's like you automatically attract a type of woman that you have to know the type of woman that you're attracting when you do that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's unfair because it's like the same as when a woman goes out um, and she has on like a really short skirt or a really revealing top. That doesn't mean that doesn't give men the right to go be an asshole to her. You know right. what I mean, like that doesn't mean they have the right to touch her that doesn't mean they have the right to come into her space um so like I feel like the same thing should be the same benefits should be given to men as well, like I should be able to do all of these things and not have a woman look at me and be like, "Oh, he's an opportunity like, absolutely I come up off of him,
0: yeah,
1: uh, and then also too is but and then, like I say, it's also about feel like a lot of people especially men more so definitely are just like in too much of a rush into things Uh so like when these women come up to them um because these men have these you know nice cars and and woo up the band they should take more time into like who learn who you're dealing with so you can avoid that situation further down the line like oh she was just trying to get money out of me or man she was just trying to come up off of me but you would have realized that if you would have got a little took a little bit more time to like get to know this person yeah before jumping right into whatever it is you're jumping into that
0: yeah that makes sense that makes sense, and so are there other ways for a man to be intimate like do you guys like the coloring and watching you know movies and the phone conversations and and like do you guys like those things is that a part of intimacy with you guys as well
1: yeah I mean I I feel like once again it's it's another thing that's um case by case basis Mm -hmm. um and depending upon a man's maturity levels but I would say like I have like I used to do it all the time with, with ex girlfriends, like being up late night and like just talking about absolutely nothing for hours. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool. That was fun to me. That was cool to me. Like I had no problem, you know what I'm saying, just hanging out and just laid up on the couch watching Netflix, you know what I'm saying? And not escalating beyond that point. Um the I think the thing is with men that I don't know if they if a lot of men would necessarily describe that as intimacy okay, um, and that may be um, a disconnect between men and women. I feel like I just, I, I would personally just use to just chalk that up as this is just something that we, just another part of our relationship.
0: okay.
1: Um, but I wouldn't necessarily, not always, it depends. Like certain conversations, uh, like real deep conversations, I definitely would say those um, are intimate moments. Um, but just like, you know what I'm saying? Just being booed up somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Talking to each other. Um, I wouldn't always chalk that up as being like an intimate moment, but more so just like me and that woman just having a good time enjoying each other's company, stuff like that.
0: Okay. I
1: think like that, the definition of intimacy may be something that needs to be more like hashed out between people.
0: Yeah, let me look up the actual definition because Google is my bestie um, (laughs) at sometimes. But let me see. It says close friendship, uh, private cozy atmosphere, an intimate act, especially sexual intercourse. Okay. So like an intimate act. Um, So I think that's why women feel like um, an intimate act can be anything where we are exploring each other emotions and feelings. And so, yeah, it's different in a way, I guess. Um, But for the most part, it's sex.
1: And I feel like that's like most men are like nine times out of 10. When you mention the word intimacy, they're automatically going to think just sex.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. I've learned a few things there and some things were confirmed. Um, so let's move on to your second topic, which was dating outside of your race. Now, this is a, this is a really touchy subject. Um, me personally, um, as I was saying in my introduction, like I love black men and I, and I can't see myself being with anyone else other than a black man. And that's just my preference. I think we all deserve to have our preference. So my, my question for you is, um, you know, what is your preference and why do you think men date outside their race? Is it because, you know, they have been hurt by black women? Is it because that's all they know? Or is it, you know, when they get to a certain status, they see it as a sign of success? Or are we like really reading too much into this? Is it just innocent, genuine attraction to a woman that happens to not be a black woman?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the latter. Uh... Like as a person, like I love black women to the fullest extent, but my most re- the most recent relationship that I was in was with a white woman mm-hmm. and it was not, I obviously have not reached <laughs> a certain level of success. Um, I didn't look at her as like a trophy or anything like that. This was genuinely a woman that I met. She was cool as hell. She was an amazing person. Um, she was absolutely beautiful. She taught me so much more about myself uh than I think I ever was taught by any woman previously mm-hmm. um, and she was just an all around great person um her her racial background had absolutely nothing to do with it um, I personally am in full support obviously of like interracial dating um again like I support like if people have their own personal preferences that's absolutely cool um, too um, but I more so believe that love that love doesn't have a color Like if you if you genuinely love and care for someone you should be able to love them far beyond whatever their race or ethnicity is like if you can if you were if you were blind and you met an amazing man who did everything that you love. And then when you got your sight, you realized that he was white or Hispanic. And that was the only thing that changed. It was like, was that love really real? So, like, my perspective has always been, like, if a person is good to me, if a person is, if we're in a healthy relationship, if, if we're good for each other, we're good to each other, and we're able to, like, really add to each other as people yeah there's nothing like yeah your color would never be a reason where i'll be like oh we gotta we reached this line we can't cross that so we just gotta stay here and that's how it happened with me like literally she was the first um uh, white woman that i ever first woman that i ever dated that wasn't black and i had those ideas in my head like why is why am i so like apprehensive like she's checked off so many boxes and had so few things that I would be like worried about. And even the things that I were worried about come to find out that was just too much in my head.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And once again, it was probably one of, it was the, no, I'm not going to say that because I don't know who's going to hear this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of the best relationships um, that, that I was lucky enough to to be in up until this point in my life.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I, and I do agree. Love has, you know, love is blind. Um, Do you find yourself or did you find yourself comparing this white woman and this black woman or the last woman that you were dating that was black together to kind of like deter your, future um, conquest. Well, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I'm going to look for me a <laughs> white woman now because this chick right here, you know, had no. me. Okay.
1: No, like I, uh, I compared, I compared um, her to previous relationships because you always want to, you never want to take steps backwards. Like you always want to be growing. So, like, I wasn't comparing the two because one was black and one was white. I was just simply comparing the two because this is the relationship that I am in now. And I want to make sure that I learn from what I had before. So, like, if I were if I wanted what I had before, I just would have went back to her. You know what I'm saying? So, I wasn't necessarily comparing the two because of, like, oh, this is different than what I had before. And it's because she was black and she's white. Mm-hmm. No, these are two completely different people. Like these are people that grew up differently. These are people who went to school differently. These are people who listened to different music, watched different movies, had different walks of life. So things are different because these are different people. You know what right. I mean? Like I wasn't, I wasn't like painting their colors on those images when I was trying to make those decisions. I was just basing it off the person, uh, the person themselves, more so. Um, uh, and then going forward, no, like I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say going forward. I'm only looking at, at white women. That's definitely not the case. Like I love women in general. So okay, she can be white, black, Hispanic, Asian. It doesn't matter.
0: As long as she, as long as she compliments you and and, and you have that attraction to her. That's, that's fair. However, do you feel, um, do you feel some black men look at women as uh white women as trophies and, and tokens and, you know, because they've been hurt by black women. So they go and like, do you feel like that's,
1: yeah, I mean, of course, like there are people who, yeah, like there are people who look at, you know, uh, anyone other than anyone that's outside of their own race as like trophies. You know what I mean? Like that's always, um, something that happens, um uh, with men. I mean, it's the same as we, as a society always put a higher, um, uh, a higher level of value on things that are not of our own because it's every, it's like, it's, it's normal to us. It's, it's an everyday thing for us to see black women. Right. So some men, instead of looking at that, you know what I'm saying as, as, as being beautiful and looking at that as high value and looking at that as something to to strive for since they see it every day sometimes they devalue it so they'll look okay. at someone else who they don't have access to on a regular basis and say oh man i really want that you know, right. like it's it's like when when someone when you grew up in a poor neighborhood you always want that expensive car because it's something that you haven't had access to or it's not something that you see every day so you're used to seeing the raggedy cars in the hood, but like, nah, I really want that Benz though. That Benz looks nice. That Benz is clean. That Benz is foreign. Like, I don't want the same raggedy Regal that my mom's been driving for the past ten years.
0: Right, and that makes sense. Do you think that society plays a part in that? Be-
1: of course, without because- a without a doubt, yes. <laughs>
0: because something that I'm seeing shift and um you know like growing up you know we wanted and i can say myself too i wanted you know i bought the contact lenses and i wanted the long mm-hmm. hair and you know i cuz i felt like what was being portrayed and what was being ingrained in me was okay this is a sign of pure and this is what you need to aspire to be yeah. and so i think you know and that come back you know we go back to slavery and, and tie that all in um but now I'm seeing like there's a shift, and um, black women are more so now being the the image of beauty, um, and you know women are getting injections so they can get these plump butts, and they're getting tanned, and they're you know they yeah. you know so it's like I've seen the shift. Um, in that projection. But you say that, that you feel like that, that is something that has been ingrained in men to feel like something outside of their race is a trophy.
1: Yeah. Like society. It, yeah. And yeah, like, and, and I agree with you that Like there has been a shift, um, of late. Um, and like, I, I equate it to a, a few things. One being like the internet, um, the internet giving black women, um, more of a voice to call out those things that like have, like you see like obviously like, like butt injections is like a popular thing right now. Like you see specifically women that aren't black, getting their bodies augmented to look like black women. Mm -hmm. And like black women now have a voice on the internet where they can call out those things and be like, no, we've been looking like this forever. You know what I mean? Like y'all, back then we're saying that like this was not beautiful this wasn't sexy and now y'all trying to copy us like now every image that you're trying to emulate is of a black woman you're trying to get hair like ours you're trying to get lips like ours You're trying to get um full figures like ours so like black women are able to take claim of their beauty a lot more today um unfortunately the other shift that i've noticed is that it's still being like i said like black women have had hips and big butts forever it's just something that is in black women but in those recent recent years society hasn't started to accept it until they saw people of other color with those big butts and those big hips and exactly stuff like that like a big butts wasn't cool in society until we got kardashians right
0: exactly yes
1: but women who shit black women have been shaped like that throughout all of time um and even yeah, like fuller lips which another the, i don't i don't know the, the difference is. but the other kardashians who are like being like oh, they have these beautiful lips was like no you bought those lips black women have had full lips forever and now it's a cool thing to do because you saw this other woman at give value to it um so like that's the thing like i kind of i hate it's a love hate thing like we as a society are starting to look at are starting to give black women their just due but i feel like unfortunately it's coming as a result of seeing it on other women
0: yeah that's a good observation and other women we mean the kardashian they pretty much have oh, yeah. a huge influence over the pretty much the whole world.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's a good observation. That's a good ar- observation. Um, and I want to move it along to your third topic. Cause like, that's a conversation that I can have, you know, f- for a long time. Um, <laughs> but I want to move it on to friend zone. And, um, I don't know. How soon does a man know if a woman is going to be a friend zone? I know we kind of know like right away, like we like, okay, no, he gonna, he gonna go ahead and be my friend. Um, but like, what about men? Do you guys, is it looks? Is it, I mean, like, how do you guys know?
1: Um, I feel like most men also know, um, right away if they're going to like put a woman into the friend zone, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the difference comes in like a a woman's friend zone may actually be just that it may be he is just a friend like we may hang out every now and then we may text and send each other funny memes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, you might come over to my house every blue moon like you are just a friend Whereas like a man's friend zone may more so be like a friend with benefits friend zone. So so? he may like, he may look at a woman like most, some men may look at a woman and be like, ah, man, she is, she's attractive. She look good. You know what? But I ain't trying to like really wife her up like that. So we just going to be cool. And I'm just going to try to have sex with her every now and then. Yeah. So like, I feel like men may make that distinction when saying, She's just a friend. I I ain't gonna say I don't want to say men, I say some men. Mm-hmm. Um may make that distinction when looking at a woman. Um, but then there are some like cases where for me personally, like I I don't I wouldn't say I know right away if I'm just gonna like just be friends with a woman. Um but if I'm able to have like if I'm able to have like a, a good conversation with her, mm-hmm. I can determine if I'm cool, just being friends or if I want to try to have more.
0: And so what does that look to you? What is more a woman or is that too much? Like, is that giving your game? So women go start approaching you with everything that you are describing as more, but like, give me an example of what would you consider? Okay. I want, I want to build something with her. Let me take it a little bit more deeper with this woman. Um, other than I'll a think, conversation,
1: like out the gate, the first thing that comes to my mind would be, like, if, if I'm able to have a conversation with a woman, and if I feel like she can, like, I'm big on just like, like, I really find it attractive when a woman can teach me something that I don't know previously, mm-hmm. and if she can do that, um, not from a place of like, oh, you didn't know this, oh, right. well. But like, if she can like genuinely show me something or introduce me to something completely new, completely foreign to me, um, like I find that really a, a attractive in a woman. Um, just and just like that aspect or that thought um, in general, like if you can add something to me that I was without previously, then like that's something that like I'm as a, as I've grown because it definitely wasn't something that I looked for. Um, earlier in my life at all um, but just as I've grown um, and become more mature if I can find a woman that can do that and she doesn't even necessarily have to continuously do it all the time because that's unrealistic
0: right um,
1: but if she can introduce something to my life or be it just like a way of thinking or a way of looking at something then that's like that's a hell of a start like you are you're ahead of the curve with me, at least, if you can do that
0: that 's fair and and I think women we we sort of look at it that way as well too, although we know kind of off the bat if a man um, would be more than a friend it 's something subconsciously that we feel like and i, I don 't know if men even realize it, and i don 't know if we realize it, but that's it 's something that we just intuitive feel like, okay, is this man gonna be able to protect me? And it doesn't necessarily even have to be provide, but it's like a, a sense or a feeling that we get like, okay, is this man gonna be able to protect me? And that kind of gives us a clue as if we wanna make something deeper with this man. And, and it's like, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's like something intuitive inside of a woman that we can kind of feel, and it may be like his approach. It can be, you know, how he carry his shoulders, how he, you know, how he raises his head, you know, that confidence or whatever. We can automatically kind of feel, okay, this man can probably protect me um, and teach me something. And so that kind of steers us into, okay, maybe I should give him my number or maybe I, you know, maybe I would. Um, so that's interesting as well. Um, but let's lighten it up here. Okay. Let's lighten it up here. Um, what can you do today that you were not capable of doing last year?
1: Oh man, that is a very good question. Um what can I do today that I was not capable of doing last year? God damn, that is a solid question.
0: <laughs> Take your time.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't want to give you too much dead air. Um
0: I got audacity, I can
1: let's see. What is something there? That- Honestly, I think I've and this, this isn't necessarily like a one singular thing, uh-huh. um, but I've become more self-sufficient, I've a lot more self-sufficient in comparison to the person I was last year. OK. Um, I think I used to rely on people to do a lot for me, uh-huh. um, be it in a literal sense and also just in an, honestly in a, a, an emotional sense as well. Mm. Um, Like I've I've definitely learned a lot more about myself and how to get myself motivated, how to get myself through certain situations um, and to certain places in my life. Whereas like last year, I used to, a year ago, I would definitely wait for other people to do things or get me out of things before I personally address them.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, congratulations on that growth. That's really (laughs) a good thing. Um, So, if you had a million dollars, what's the first three things you would do?
1: Um, If I had a million dollars, first things I would do um, buy a home Mm -hmm. first, Um, invest into a a business Mm -hmm. secondly, Um, and then probably save like a good 20% of it.
0: Good. That's very smart. Um, when is the last time you cried and why, if you don't mind sharing that?
1: Um, it was, what's today? The 22nd?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, maybe like a week and a half ago.
0: Okay, good.
1: Um, and not to go into great detail, but um, me and my best friend got into a an argument. Mm -hmm. Um, and my best friend, she's a, it's a woman. Um, we basically, it was a a misunderstanding as a result of, um, bad, uh, cell phone, uh, connections. Okay. Um, and it just led to, it led to a rough situation. Um, and I was really, really upset with her. Um, so we got to arguing back and forth. And after we were able to clear things up um, and I got a chance to like explain myself, um, I just basically told her like, yo, I just, the reason I was so upset was because I cared about her so much and her safety. Um, and that's I just needed her to know like how much I did care about her. And it just turned into us crying for a couple of minutes.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. I think like, you know, I know the saying, like, real men cry in the dark. Um, but, like, I, I think it's a beautiful thing when men cry. Like I said, like, this society has really, for some reason, convinced men that they are, that they are robots and they can only feel this one emotion. And if they show any other emotion, um, they're not men. And I think yeah. that it's just so wrong. And even as a mother... I had to kinda um catch myself with that because it it starts young, right? You know, if yep. a, if a little girl fall, Oh, get up, you okay? If, you know, a little boy five years old could have his finger hanging off, bleeding and stuff, and we tell him to be tough, you know. I'm
1: but man up mm-hmm.
0: man up, right? And so it's it's a beautiful thing to see that men cry. I think when they don't, those are the ones who beat on women, you know, those are the ones who are deeply depressed. Um it's so, all beautiful yeah,
1: every, yeah, everybody needs uh, a way to release emotion.
0: Absolutely. Um, what makes a, su- a relationship successful to you? Um,
1: so this is going to sound um, very, um, like, duh. But <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do my best to explain it. Um, but, ha- like, happy people and knowing themselves. And what I mean by that is too often I feel like people rush into relationships not necessarily um, not necessarily knowing themselves well enough mm-hmm. um, and not knowing what makes them happy mm-hmm. and not knowing what they want from, like, the other person. I think some – like, we live in a – we definitely, like, nowadays, it's like um, – Everybody kind of, it's like everywhere around us, it's like we're constantly being told that we should be in a relationship. You should have a boyfriend, you should have a husband, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Um, So like sometimes I feel, well, not even sometimes, a lot of the times, I feel that people don't know themselves well enough to accept having another person come into their life and have such a big role in their lives. Um, And then what happens is they ignore well it's not they ignore the red flags but they become so like infatuated with the good things that they ignore the red flags because they feel like those good things are just so good yeah so like if i feel like if people really took the time to know like what makes them happy and how to make themselves happy rather than looking to another person to provide that gratification um if they knew themselves well enough when that new person comes in, it's like they're a piece of the puzzle, not necessarily completing a puzzle. Yes. Like too many people are looking to have another person complete their puzzle. Whereas instead we should be working on a completely new puzzle.
0: Mm,
1: My person like, yeah, like wish this, our puzzle should be a whole separate puzzle from me as an individual.
0: I love that.
1: Like Daniel's Daniel's puzzle is my puzzle. It's my responsibility. It's my burden. Now, if you choose to help me with it, I'm grateful, but it's Mm -hmm. not your responsibility. Right. But like our puzzle as a couple, as 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 a group, as a team, that's what we work on together. But as individuals, we really need to better understand our puzzles and that our puzzles are our responsibilities.
0: And I love that. And then because you find yourself taking parts of your personal puzzle, trying to put it in the relationship and now your personal puzzle is all incomplete. And that's exactly, I I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, What is the best thing about being a man to you?
1: Um, like the best for me, um, this is a conversation me and one of my, one of my brothers had, um, and he's not my blood brother, but we we grew up together we've known each other for twenty five years, probably
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when we were growing up, there was only we had like a bunch of like friends in the neighborhood that we used to like do everything with, um, but there was only three of us that I can remember that had like fathers in our houses like every single day, so like I grew up in a house where I saw my dad every single day of my life I saw my dad go to work I saw my dad provide I saw my dad take care of us um and he he was the same way um so for me even though I don't have a family of my own yet um I still have a very just a close relationship with my immediate family my sisters my brothers my both of my parents my nieces and my nephews um so that that image and that goal of one day having my own, but just family in general, like being the man of a family mm-hmm. um, really is like the best thing for me. Like I tell people all the time, like the most important title that I carry right now is being an uncle Aww. just to like, just to be able to have like that influence over my younger family and yeah. be that one that like they look to and they're excited to see and I need this or can you do that? Or, I did this today at school or I did this at a football game and cheerleading or, or whatever. Like I genuinely do love like that aspect of being, being the man in their lives and like really, really look forward to like that one day where I can just like look down at my son or my daughter or look at my wife and be like, okay, this is my family. I'm the man of this family.
0: Absolutely. And I think men just hold this, this power that I wish that most were, you know, were aware of, um, you guys just have this undeniably powerful energy, um, that's needed in this society, like at its fullest. So that's good. I like that. Um, and you touched on this before but just you know if you want to add a little something here and there like what do you look for in a woman when you're settling down i know you said if she can teach you something um or give you a different perspective of course physically oh, yeah. attraction um anything else that you look for in a woman or uh, wifey yeah. material
1: um yeah so like outside of the what i've mentioned before yeah um obviously the physical attraction is that's obvious um I won't necessarily like physical traits is not I don't feel like I have like a a direct like she has to be this height or this weight or this shape or this kind of hair or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um but um outside of just personality traits, obviously she has to have a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, um I love a woman who has um drive and ambition. Um um I love a woman who is aware of things that are bigger than herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if she's able not to fully commit herself, but if she is, if she just knows that like, um, for example, uh, I don't know I'm blanking right now, but if she's just like aware of issues of the world or issues of the community that may not necessarily directly involve her, yeah. But she, if she is still aware and concerned and willing to help about those uh, with those, um, I find that very, very, very attractive um, in a woman. Um, and also a woman who um, is willing to give me my space and not look at it as me being standoffish or me as being like not um, available to her. Um, but also, but instead just looks at, looks at it as like, like I said, we are in a relationship together, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like I have to commit everything to you. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect the same from her. Um, so just so someone who's understanding of my space and my time as an individual away from our relationship.
0: That's very important. That's yeah. very important. And last but not least. Uh, who is
1: God to you? Um, uh, what's the best way to say? It? Um, God is like, um, this is an analogy that I just came up with on the fly, so I hope it makes sense. <laughs> um, so God to me is like the GPS in the car that I'm driving. Mm. So like, I know where I want to go. I have an idea of where I want to go and I may actually have like all the directions in my head, exactly how to get there. But God is the one that's like going to tell me, going to remind me of like where I need to make a left turn, how long I need to stay on this road. Um, maybe give me a suggestion on the shortest route. So that I avoid traffic.
0: Eh,
1: um, eh, eh. So yeah, so God is like, God is my GPS.
0: That's powerful. I love that. Okay. GPS.
1: Okay. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love it.
1: I'm happy that made sense. (laughs) It
0: makes complete sense. Right. It's like that inner compass. Right. Great. Good. Thanks for sharing that. Wow. That was powerful. Um, So how can we reach you? If we want to like connect with Daniel and you have any social media handles?
1: Um, If you want to connect with me, um, All of my social media handles are the exact same. It's at Daniel Dantzler. Um, Dantzler is spelled D-A-N-T-Z-L-E-R. I know that's an unfamiliar name for a lot of people. Um, But yeah, my social media is at Daniel Dantzler. That's Twitter, it's Instagram. If you look me up on Facebook, it's a lot of Daniel Dantzlers on Facebook. Um, But yeah, you'll get to me eventually. Um, But yes, Twitter, Instagram, at Daniel Dantzler.
0: Okay. Thank you. And wow, that this has been a stimulating conversation. Um, I'm like what they call like a sapiosexual or something like that. That's attracted to intelligence. And this, like, this has been good for me. So thank you so much. It was full of like a lot of wisdom. And, um, I appreciate you bringing that energy to the show today.
1: Well, I'm happy to, uh, uphold my end of the bargain.
0: and. so, we're in, so we'll end it there. But um, thank you again for coming on. And thank you guys for um, coming on with us as, as well for another episode of Wait on Purpose. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast for more thought provoking shows such as this one. And remember, you are single for a divine purpose. I, I hope you find it. And I hope you continue to live your life in your divinity and your personal power unapologetically so until next time love peace and light love this episode on wait on purpose don't forget to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated until next time